Welcome to another episode of The Hobby. Today we have the one and only Pokey Chloe joining us to talk about a very rare Chansey card and a very rare set of Pokemon cards. Uh, Chloe, how is it going today? Yeah, very well, thank you. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm super excited for this episode. Uh, I've been thinking about yeah. it all day, honestly, because um, <laughs> when I saw this card first show up in our premiere auction, I knew you were a huge Chansey fan and a huge fan of you know rare Pokemon cards and unusual Pokemon cards. And so I really wanted to talk to you about it. The card that we're talking about today is obviously the Chansey Snap card. I believe that's that's the way the cool kids say it, the Snap card. Is there yeah, it's from how, the snap contest cards. So I think that's kind of what they're like. I think I mentioned to you before, they're kind of quite notable when you look at them. You can sort of tell straight away there's several other Pokemon as well. But um, yeah, people refer to them as the snap cards a lot of the time. Okay, that's good to know. When when we when we look at what the premier auction usually encompasses with within the world of Pokemon cards, it's usually like, to be honest, it's usually like first edition Charizards. It's, it's yeah. cards that are high dollar, but also sort of really well recognized but this card like i said when it when it came to me maybe it's just my lack of knowledge but i didn't i didn't know what it was so can you maybe start by talking to us a little bit about why these uh snap game cards are uh, is sought after as they are yeah, sure. So like you said, with the Charizard, that's a set card. That's from the base set of Pokemon. That's a card that you could open a pack back in the day and you could pull that card out of a pack. When we're talking about, and like, don't get me wrong, Char first edition Charizard, obviously in higher grade is, is, is a rarer card. Obviously they're harder to grade, they're vintage cards. But when we're talking about contest cards, um, they are what they say on the tin. They are the result of a contest that took place um, that was run by Pokemon. Um, or you know whoever what it was so we're talking about like the Koro Koro uh, comics in this case Nintendo 64 um so they're not cards that you could open a pack and pull them from so obviously there's a lot less of them than there is you know Charizards and the Chansey from base set for example which you could pull out of a pack as well um so because there being so little of them and we've both had a little look at the um description actually that you guys have put <laughs> up it explains the story really well um because there's so little of them and actually not much known about some of them as well. Um, some of them haven't surfaced for years. It just, people love that sort of stuff. Anything that's like mysterious, hard to get hold of. Um, and I think obviously if you're a particular Pokemon, you know, lover, you know, for example, I love Chansey. This for me would be an exciting card to hold, let alone own. Um, so I think it just the edge of like mystery around them and them just being rare for the fact there's just so little of them that exist is probably why um, it's such a big deal, basically. Awesome. That's a great description. One of the things that we talk a lot about in the world of sports cards is that rarity matters. It's one of my favorite sayings, rarity matters. But sometimes a card can be rare and unknown. It seems to me that yeah. this is that this is a case where the Pokemon community is becoming more and more educated and people are people now realize maybe more than ever that these cards are rare and they're also known. So when you think about like the world of sort of like big time Pokemon cards, where did these snap cards sort of fit in that hierarchy? 
Um, it's that's an interesting question because there are some people that, for example, might collect rare cards, but the snap cards might not be of interest to them for whatever reason. It's like other trophy cards in the market. There are people that might only collect first edition set cards and to them that is their big goal and their big grail. I always say with Pokemon, it's kind of like an umbrella and there's so many branches underneath it nothing kind of there's no black and white there's no right and wrong and it's kind of like the collector's own perception on the card itself so for example if you've always wanted to get your hand on a snap contest card or you wanted to get your hands on a number one trainer from the world championships or something like that it's really going to depend on the person um, and the card itself and then why they want it and I think another thing that's interesting as well for example with this card so talking about the Charizard it's kind of really you know sought after in that PSA 10 grade because it's quite hard to grade it's a vintage card sure. etc um, whereas with regards to a snap card for example they come up so they just don't come up at all ever <laughs> really um, so to own the card, a lot of the time, people, I personally, if I had the choice to own this, whether it was graded or not, it wouldn't bother me. Just owning this card, even raw, would just be, you know, out of this world. And I think a lot of the time, people grade these cards to, obviously, if there's the chance that it's going to get that really high grade, that's just that bonus. But just to encapsulate them, to protect them, and obviously, yeah. if they're considering holding it in their collection for a long time, um, it's just a special way to actually hold the card. So there's no real, when people say like hierarchy, obviously, cards that are expensive, like trophy cards, first edition Charizards, all that sort of stuff. I suppose that creates the hierarchy with regards to how much they're worth. But yeah. for me personally, there'll be cards that some people think are insane and yeah, they're really expensive, but for me probably wouldn't be any interest and then <laughs> vice versa. It's all like a really individual opinion. And I'm sure it's the same with sports cards as well. Obviously I know nothing about sports <laughs> cards. I know that's your area of expertise, but um, that's how, that's my opinion anyway on Pokemon, but some people might see it differently. It's kind of fun that we can come from two totally different worlds, speak part of the same yeah. language about the hobby and be so different in so many other ways. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned that like some cards can be really expensive, but they're not particularly of interest to you. Talk to me about, yeah. about this card in particular and, um, and whether this card would be something that would be interesting to you. Yeah, so like I said, Chansey's my favorite Pokemon. So um, I suppose the term Grail card is what people would refer to this as, um, for example. So there's also a Snap Pikachu, a Snap Charmander. So say if there was a Charmander collector, someone loved Charmander, the Snap Charmander might be their Grail version if they mm -hmm. were to get their hands on a Snap card. Um, so for me, this would just be an insane card to, like I said, to hold one one day, let alone um, actually own one um, to have that in my collection. I have a small collection of Chansey cards, nothing crazy or wild, but they're cards that I love um, and they're sort of my personal collection. They're not cards that I would sell for anything in the future. They're just ones that I've taken in. So if I had my, you know, the chance to get my hands on something like this, that would just be part of my personal collection and something I would just... I'd just get it out and look at it every now and then and take pictures of it just because I'd enjoy it. Um, obviously, the snap contest, like I said before, there's so little of them, which is why they're so rare. And again, they become more sought after. But mine would obviously the reason I would be interested in this is because it is my favorite Pokemon Chansey. Um, <laughs> whereas some people might like some of the other snap cards because it's their favorite Pokemon. 
the thing, another commonality that comes out here is that you can see sort of the glow as you talk about the card, right? Like you, <laughs> I'm you actually love, looking, I've got it on my screen over there. I keep looking at it. <laughs> you, you love the card and you love yeah. the idea of, you've mentioned it two or three times. You love the idea of just being able to see one in hand. Yeah. Um, so two questions, have you seen one in hand before? And when was the last time that you saw any card from this set sort of available for sale? Um, I've never seen one in hand before. I've never held a snap card, let alone the Chansey. Um, earlier, I think it was earlier this year, the Snap Magikarp made an appearance and mm -hmm. came up for sale. And there was a lot of buzz around that because it had been years. Um, you know, these cards, as and if and when they do come up, there's then questions, you know, is it actually that card? Because it's been so long since it's been seen. And I remember there being a lot of, um, I personally didn't make any videos about it myself because basically since getting back into the hobby, these are the sort of cards I've learned about. Obviously, when I was a kid, I was opening up packs and that's where my nostalgia and getting back into the hobby originally came from but as an adult you start exploring new areas and I've learned about all these incredible sorts of cards but um yeah I remember when the magic art came up there was a lot of people making videos online and it was just really interesting to watch everyone's sort of opinions and take on it um and also just people being in shock that these cards have like finally surfaced like considering there's so little of them actually in existence I've got one more thought on rarity and then I want to read just a little bit of our our description the thought yeah. that I have on rarity is that, you know, for for a card to be worth a lot of money, it has to be somewhat rare. And that, that means there has to be more people who want it than can own it. And there's different ways yeah. to have something sort of achieve rarity status. One way is that it can be extremely difficult to grade and there's only a few that are in that condition. Um, another yeah. way is, and we see this a lot in sports cards, is you have this real manufactured rarity where a card's serial numbered to 10 or 100 or something like that. Um, right. But the other way that you get rarity is what we have here, which is where you have something that sort of organically came out of um, you know, a, a prize or a contest or some way that yeah. wasn't mass produced, wasn't included in the packs. And then later, as the years go by, people realize how rare it is. And I think yeah. that's the situation that we have here. From the description, yeah. we learn that uh, th this was actually received through through a contest. So I'm going to read just a little bit and then I want to get your, yeah, get your thoughts on it. it yeah. So it says, to enter Pokemon Snap players were required to take photos in the game, that's the N64 game, and then bring their cartridges to their local Lawson, a Japanese convenience store chain. These stores were equipped with special printing machines that allowed players to print their Pokemon Snap photos into stickers after which they would then affix their entry to a postcard and mail it along with their name, address, school grade, and phone number. <laughs> Each contest. I know <laughs> there's so much to it. And before I even go on, like thinking about what this looked like only, you know, 23 years ago, like the world has just changed so much in this time. Thinking about this process is just hilarious. Am I right? It is because everything is so automated now. There, no, no one has to go anywhere to do anything anymore. Everything is online. Everything's digital. So to think you had to go somewhere, write all your details down, print something off, put it back in the post, <laughs> then send it off somewhere else. It just sounds crazy. But that's all. That's obviously back then we didn't have the level of technology we do now. So we've just got kind of probably a bit lazy but just used to being able for everything to be so easy but it is really interesting to hear about the actual process that 
took place in order for this all to happen. It's really interesting. Yeah. Great thoughts. I think the other thing that I'd highlight is you had to be able to have access to a Lawson's in, in Japan. Yeah, and, wow. <laughs> and so there were so many sort of things that had to happen, right, for you to even ever have a chance of getting this card. I didn't grow up in Japan. I wouldn't have had it, you know, wouldn't have had a chance and most people wouldn't have. Um, just to continue, it says each contest selected five winners and those that were chosen had to mail their Pokemon Snap game cartridges to Nintendo to confirm that they were the win uh, the winning photo the, the winning photo was actually theirs unbelievable for the grand prize all 10 winners had their submitted photos turned into pokemon cards with koro koro winners being uh, sent 20 copies of their card while uh, mario 64 stadium winners received just 15 apiece which means there are 15 of this chancy card in existence and so you know we can go on and on about why it's so cool and, um, and, and, and talk about it. The thing that, that is clear to me is that, you know, again, as you look back at like the mid nineties and, and late nineties in the world of sports cards too, some of the things that end up being the most interesting down the road are these stories where you didn't realize how cool it was when it initially came out, but later the real big time collectors, people like you look at it and they say, Oh, how cool it would be just to hold that in hand. So yeah, I'm really excited. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Story that, that there's a story there with it. So it's sort of, there's more to it than it just being, you know, like I said, being pulled out of a pack or something like that. It, there's a whole process there. Yeah. Um, last thing for me is it says original owners have, uh, it says as very few of their original owners have parted with them over the years. Can you imagine if you entered this big contest and you got these few cards that were given to you, like, what would you do? Would you, I think, I think I personally would have given them out to like friends and family and been like, Hey, yeah. check out this thing that I got. But I don't know. I suppose some people might've just kept all 15 of them. What would you have done? It's hard because it's always like in hindsight, I would have done this, but no one knew what was going to happen. No one knew what the future holds with anything, let alone back then. Um, so I imagine, especially if some of these entrants were younger as well, like you say, if you win something, you want to show people, if you maybe give a few to your friends and things like that. And then there may be some people that thought, you know what, I'm just going to hold on to these, you know, this is a really cool thing. Um, but it's really hard. I don't even, I, it's hard to know what you would and wouldn't do depending on like the situation, but um, you can sort of understand then, you know, say for example, the winner gets either 20 or 15, depending what contest they were in. Um, and then what they chose to do with some of them and then whether they kept any of them like themselves. And then it's sort of, you start to understand why these are so rare and why they only appear every so often because no one actually knows how many or, you know, the actual quantity of each of them and where they even are now. Last question for me, Chloe, why Chansey? Chansey, I don't know if it's just, so for example, when I was involved in Pokemon when I was a kid, it was when base set was out. So I was opening Pokemon packs seven or eight years old and it was the start of Pokemon. So obviously Chansey in base set and I was just obsessed with Chansey when I was younger. So I think that's when I got back into it as an adult and I started to put a personal collection together. I said to myself, I want 
you know, Chansey slabs, I think that'd be a really cool thing. And then I've started to get modern Chansey cards within my collection. It's not obviously all just vintage. Um, and it's kind of stuck with me. I just love Chansey. Whereas like some people, you know, it'll be Pikachu or Charizard and, you know, maybe some of the kids these days, it will be, you know, newer gens rather than, you know, going all the way back. But, um, yeah, it's, I, yeah, I don't know, really. It's, uh, some people do ask me like, what is it about Chansey? Obviously compared to Charizard who, you know, is that sort of like stronger character. I just love Chansey. I think Chansey is just like me, really. <laughs> <laughs> I love that description. He's just like me. Anything else you want to say about the card or about the set before we go? Um, no, just that it's an incredible card and it's such a cool thing to see this come up. Um, like I said, it just doesn't happen often at all. Um, so whoever ends up getting the card, just make sure you look after it because it's amazing. But um, yeah, no, it's incredible to see these things when they do appear. Um, and it obviously being chancy is even better. I wish you weren't, you know, all the way in England. It would have been nice to have you in Oregon <laughs> when when I got to, because I did. I got to pull it out. I got to look at it, hold it in hand. And of course, me being somebody who just doesn't know anything about it, I looked at it and I went, I should have thought, I should have thought, oh, I better message Chloe real quick and see what she knows about this. And I actually oh did God. think, I know she really likes the, but I just, I just didn't know at the time. So anyway, um, you know, for anybody who's looking to understand more about Pokemon, they want to follow somebody who's who's really a fun follow, who does breaks, who does all sorts of uh, great, uh, really smart content in the Pokemon community. Would strongly suggest checking out Pokey Chloe. Chloe, you've been an awesome guest. Thank you so much for being on this episode of the Hobby. And until next time, happy collecting. <laughs>